Welcome to the Change Log episode 0.4.5. I'm Adam Stachowiak. And I'm Wynn Netherland. This is the Change Log. We cover what's fresh and new and open source. If you found us on iTunes, we're also on the web at thechangelog.com. We're also up on GitHub. Head to github.com slash explore. You'll find some trending repos, some feature repos from the blog, as well as the audio podcasts. If you're on Twitter, follow Change Log Show, Change Log Jobs, and me, Adam Stack. And I'm Penguin, P-E-N-G-W-I-N-N. This week's episode is sponsored by GitHub Jobs. Head to thechangelog.com slash jobs to get started. If you'd like us to feature your job on the show, select Advertise on the Changelog when posting your job, and we'll take care of the rest. Just like our buddy Chris Epstein over at Caring.com did. He needs a really senior Rails engineer who's also wicked smart. <laughs> Interested in this job? It's lg.gd slash 5s for the short link. Erlang in the back and Python in the front. UK-based Smarkets is merging internet and financial tech in real time. If you're game, check out shortlink lg.gd slash 5i. AppSpark's looking for a lead iOS developer who can take charge of the UI and UX decisions over there. If you sling the Coco, the Objective-C, and you want to know more, it's lg.gd slash 5j. Fun episode this week. Talk to Salvatore Sanfilippo from Redis. I actually loved this interview a lot. It was it was a lot of fun to edit, but uh, the fun thing I think we'll take from this really is uh, how he mentions his liking or disliking of the term of NoSQL. Yeah, it's it's nice to get another take on someone that's created a wildly popular NoSQL solution and what they think of that term. It's kind of like HTML5. It's one of those things you ask 10 people, you get a dozen definitions. Right. And not not to mention the fact that he didn't even look at the other solutions the entire time he started the, the development of Redis and the cool thing of how this all even got popularized was a pretty cool story I think he told. You know, it seems to be a common thread in, in really popular applications is to build something that you want to consume yourself and just put the blinders on and, and you know, darn the torpedoes, I'm going to build something that uh, I want to use. Yeah, a couple months later, it was a damn near full-time job for him. Been uh, kind of disappointed we had to sit on this one for a week. We recorded this a week ago and uh, finally getting to release it. Should we get to it? Let's do it. We're chatting today with Salvatore Sanfilippo, the creator of Redis. So Salvatore, why don't you take a moment and introduce yourself and a little bit about the project. Hi all, um, uh, I am Salvatore, I'm from Sicily, Italy, uh, and I'm uh, currently the um, uh, lead developer of Redis together uh, with uh, Peter Norduis. Uh, I did a lot of years, for 10 years, uh, the freelance programmer, uh, and then uh, I switched to, to I, I'm, I know, I'm now working from VM, for VMware, that is um, uh, supporting the development of Redis, and uh, not just uh, my development of Redis, but it, uh, VMware is also paying the development time of Peter, uh, for Redis, uh, so t- my 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 usual day is uh, just uh, acting on Redis the the whole time, and uh, this was very uh, an interesting uh, change compared to the uh, the past. Redis started uh, something like a hobby. Uh, well, not not completely without um, uh, something to gain because I used it for my startups, for web, web startups, but the project itself w- was not uh, funded in, in any mean. For those that don't know, Redis, uh, would you call it a key value store? 
well, it is very, very um, pretty hard to find the right uh, position of Redis uh, in a um, everyday more complex uh, uh, database, database field because um, uh, in some way Redis is for sure a key value database. This is clear from the fact that you can uh, mostly access read data just by the primary unique index that is the, the key itself. So in some way it is for sure a key value database. But from another point of view, most of the key value database that there were before Redis uh, were from a math mathematically standpoint just a string to string map while in Redis values can be much more complex and every value itself is something like a small database. Uh, just to provide an example, uh, the sorted set in, is something like a, a balanced tree itself. So it's like an, there is an outer shell that works uh, like a key value database, but the single values have specific data models. So Redis is the sum of the a key value database with a number of data models that are conceived in order to address, model, different kind of problems. From everyone that I've spoken to that's used Redis, the very first thing that they talk about is speed. Does that come from it being written in C, or what's the internals of Redis? Redis started to be fast uh, in order to solve a specific problem I had uh, with uh, I, need, I needed to, 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 to write an analytic program, web analytics, that was really, really fast. Uh, and uh, uh, I needed to track real-time uh, user interaction with the site to show these interactions in a web interface, Ajax web interface. I, I tried to, to, to model this problem with uh, uh, MySQL, and it worked for a few months, but when we started to get more and more users, we realized that this, one, this was not, not the way. Uh, to, to do things because the cost for every user uh, was uh, impossible to, to handle. Uh, later, this project was uh, more or less aborted, but the idea was to create a freemium uh, business model. So free users had to cost very, very little to us. Otherwise, it was impossible to, 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 to go forward with the project. So I started to write Redis with the goal of uh, making it fast. What's, uh, what is, uh, I think, interesting is that actually Redis started as a free database not because the internals, uh, the C internals were very optimized like a 3D game or something like, uh, like that. Uh, it was fast because it was in C it used an event model, uh, an event-driven pro programming, and the data model itself was uh, designed to be fast. Uh, so it's not the fruit of an optimization, uh, of micro-optimizations, but the uh, API that Redis exports 
is designed in order to take little time when dealing with the internal data structures exported uh, by Redis. Let's talk a moment about some of the features of um, of Redis. So, how does it compare in replication to other NoSQL options? To to be honest, when I I started to to write Redis, uh, uh, I started without without any kind of idea about the other NoSQL solutions. And uh, well, uh, what is uh, interesting is, is that. After uh, almost two years, I more or less I'm continuing to never look to other solutions. I for sure played a bit uh, with the uh, most interesting uh, solutions of the NoSQL uh, uh, environment, but I never focused in the implementation of other systems in a very specific way. Uh, But... uh, I think that Redis replication, by the way, it is implemented in a uh, completely different way Uh, because of the design of Redis. uh, It it needed to be very different because I wanted non-blocking replication from the point of view of the master. I want automatic resynchronization when there was a problem in the link connecting the master to the slave. Uh, and uh, I, I want to to, to have uh, such features with, with very very little symbol code. So I needed to take all these compromises together and uh, uh, to, to 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 try to to model something that could work. And the final solution uh, for replication was to uh, use the persistence code we had. So, in order to create a replication, a replica, what uh, happens is that the slave asks the master for a sync. It's a Redis command sync that it's not uh, conceived to be used by clients. It's just uh, for the slave. When a master receives uh, the the sync command, it starts to produce just a dump. Uh, a dump on uh, exactly like when you call BG save, so it's like uh, the usual persistence. Um, so we we obtain a single file, an RDB file that's, that's, that that is transmitted transmitted back to the slave as a uh, bulk uh, as a bulk uh, file. It's just a file transfer thing. But when we started to produce this dumb file, we also started to uh, log every write query we received from clients and accumulate these writes in a buffer. So when the slave will finally receive the dumb, it will load load this dumb and the master will start to uh, transmit the accumulated buffer of changes, and this buffer of changes it's it's just exactly like the Redis protocol itself. So it's not something like a binary log uh, and so forth. At this point, the master will continue forever to write uh, a stream of commands received from clients to the slaves to all the slaves, 
And uh, so the slave will, will continuously uh, be updated. Uh, what is important is that Redis replication is not a synchronous replication, but is async. So uh, while a command is processed in the master, uh, the client will get the, the, the OK from the, the master, and later the, the command is put in a, in a key, it is sent to the slave. So if you get the OK code from the master, it doesn't mean that the slave is updated as well. But what's, what is interesting is that science, uh, we have a, a very uh, efficient, uh, efficiency is very, is very good. So uh, actually the d delay is in the order of uh, less, when, uh, less than one millisecond, usually, because the master and the other replicas. And uh, it's working very well. Uh, the replication is also a very in, in, important uh, piece of the Redis cluster. That is our next pro big project I'm developing uh, in, uh, currently. You mentioned the invented model in the internals. When, when you build personal applications uh, using Redis, what sort of application server model do you follow? Is it also invented or what, what's your tool set of choice? Uh, when I, I write for what kind of applications? When you yourself are building web applications, are you putting something invented in front of it, like Twisted or Event Machine or Node.js, or just your personal flavor of application? Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, I love to use uh, uh, Ruby with uh, Sinatra. This is my my pick. Uh, I, I love to have uh, very, very small frameworks uh, because I think that the more complex frameworks, it, it's, it's, uh, for sure it's true that you can do a lot of things with very little code. But in the end, I think that when you want to create something more complex, you have in some way to learn more and more how the framework itself works. And sometimes this learning activity may result in more or the same time needed to build it your own. Uh, so what I, I do is to take Ruby with Sinatra, and then I use a, a set of libraries I developed for myself. For, for example, I have a library that's called mysql.rb, that is uh, something like active records, but, but much more simple, uh, symbol that I use for, uh, to talk with MySQL. And then I use the Redis uh, gem to talk with Redis, and uh, a library I wrote myself for HTML generation, program, programmatic generation, that is designed in order to be uh, very fast. Uh, all these libraries uh, are the kind of code you take around, you uh, got from the, your, your old project and put in your new project and then act on it. So I don't have really repositories for this code. I don't uh, release uh, this code as open source, but uh, I... It's a few years at this point that I, I'm using this kind of framework composite of my lib libraries and uh, Ruby and Sinatra. I'm looking at the client list on Redis.io, and there's wide support for a lot of languages for, for Redis. Where do you see growth and what uh, communities are, are um, growing in using Redis? 
the the reason there there are there are so much languages listed uh, in the Redis AO site is because the Redis protocol was so simple that uh, everybody uh, had the the fun of writing a client. Uh, but actually, uh, there are a few of these uh, um, clients that are very uh, with, with good support, uh, with a lot of user, uh, with a big user base, and others are a bit uh, like uh, hacks. Uh, the, the big users of Redis are for sure in the Ruby, Python, uh, and the uh, Possibly more and more in the Java, in the Java languages. There is also a good amount of people using the C client, even directly. Uh, also, I think the Perl module is is uh, is uh, used enough. Uh, what's interesting is that the C client uh, that is well, uh, there is uh, something. Um, special about the C client. It is the only client we support directly. Uh, I and Peter as the Redis project. We wrote this client uh, uh, and we support this client in a direct way. And uh, there are uh, a lot of people using Redis in very high performance environments that don't want to uh, use uh, um, an intermediate layer to talk with Redis. So they use directly C written programs to to write uh, queries to, to Redis. Uh, and I think this is a, a bit uh, strange, as I expected the C client to be very little used, because currently dynamic languages are, are much, much more interesting for the fast of dev- development. Earlier you said that you didn't look too much at the other NoSQL solutions out there. What do you feel about that term NoSQL and what does it mean to you? The the term? Yes, is that an adequate label for apps like this or... Yeah, I, I think I have mixed feelings about it because I don't like the, the NoSQL word itself. But after all, uh, as even the designed patterns book demonstrated clearly, if there is no award for something, ever a, a very bad word, it is very hard to communicate to the programming community that we are on something, that we are trying to do something after a lot of, of years of database monoculture. So while the NoSQL term may be the best term, uh, for sure it was uh, something like uh, an uh, uh, incredible marketing uh, uh, thing to have such a term. It's like uh, web, web 2.0. It's not exactly a very cool term, but it was uh, a very interesting uh, way to communicate to all the web developers that something was changing. Now, uh, the, the NoSQL term, it's a bit uh, embarrassing in some way because the, the SQL solutions are so different that the, the term is really making less and less sense. For instance, I can see in the, in the NoSQL arena, uh, databases that, that are actually more or less evolutions 
of the OSQL paradigm with a new uh, implementation, maybe much more concerned with performances that with, than with consistency, maybe with new protocols to talk to the database, but it's, after all, the same data model. You have objects. Uh, these objects can have complex indexes, and you can run complex queries against these objects. And this is a, a very worthwhile uh, evolution of, the, of uh, former databases. But then there are uh, uh, databases in the NoSQL uh, world that are completely different than this paradigm. Yet we use the same term to address the whole space of these alternative solutions. Uh, it's working currently, but I guess we are near to the we are starting to see that the term used uh, a little less than it was used before. I see the news in Hacker News that are uh, again, more and more not about NoSQL, but, but more about Redis, MongoDB, Cassandra, uh, React, and so forth. So I, I think things are evolving. Talk to us a bit about Redis PubSub. Uh, yes, Redis PubSub was a, a, a bit of a strange addiction to Redis uh, because, uh, uh, well, after all, you can think that it's not a, a fit for Redis because Redis is a database and PubSub is clearly a messaging uh, primitive. Uh, so um, why we added it? Because to start Redis itself in the internal, in its core, its internal core is very suited for this kind of uh, message passing activities. And then we had already something that looked like more uh, a messaging uh, data structure than, uh, than a database data structure that was the list. The list is very used, useful as a database kind of kind of database value but it's also because it supports push and pop operation in uh, in constant time it was very interesting as a primitive for to to create uh, messaging solutions and actually github started using it for rescue uh, and then we started to to get more and more uh, uh, requests about uh, providing more more powerful lists lists to 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 create uh, instead because the list can be used just a uh, one producer one receiver or if there are multiple receivers uh, of the of these messages they need they can can pick the same message all the consumers. Uh, one consumer will get the first message, the second consumer will get the next message and so forth. So instead of trying to evolve the list to create something it was not designed to, uh, we, we, we tried to, to add something different. That is a, a simple fire and forget PubSub functionality. Uh, another important concern was about the need for users to um, communicate to other clients that something was different uh, in the data space. For instance, you have a key. 
and when this key will be modified, you want to inform another client that this modification takes place. So what do you do? There was the, the, the possibility of providing a generic way to communicate state change in the, in the key space. So I can, uh, can create an, a feature that is able to, uh, so you, you can listen to a key and when, th when this key will get some kind of read, write operation and so forth, the uh, listening uh, client will get a message. But if you think about it, this is a lot of different use cases. Do you want to listen for deletion of the keys of this key? Do you want, uh, if it's a list, and can be changed in many ways. It can be uh, popped, pushed, what kind of operations you are interested in. So it's easy to realize how, how much involved such an API could, could start to be. Uh, so uh, PubSub uh, was also able to solve these kind of problems. If you want to communicate uh, some client that there was a state change in a key, what you do is that to use a red transaction that is the sum of multi and exec command and you inside the transaction put, put two commands one to actually change the your data and one to publish in a vegan, uh, in a given channel the fact that, do, that this key was changed so basically we provided a more general form of communication between clients that can be used to communicate uh, the changes changes in the key uh, in the keys in the key space, but is also more ge generic than this. What was interesting is that after we provided this new feature, we saw more and more people switch, switching from uh, messaging solutions to Redis because Redis was much more simple to to start with uh, the performance was very very good and uh, so uh, people st started to use redis uh, as a messaging system and uh, at this point we have really three kind of users and with big overlaps uh, in these three sets of users that is redis, redis uses used as a database Redis used as messaging, that is the list of uh, the, the sum of the list uh, commands, rescue and so forth, and uh, pubsub. And finally, Redis used as a cache. There are, there are three businesses that are going uh, in parallel. Now that services like Redis to Go are offering hosted Redis and even add ons for sites like Heroku, what has that done for the adoption of Redis? Uh, I'm not sure these services are currently very, very, very useful for users. The reason is, I think there is a lot of value in theory in managing instances of some kind of software. But uh, Redis is so simple to, 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 to run for the final use, user that and these services are usually a bit expensive, that I'm not sure it makes sense for many users to, to adopt this, this kind of, to, to, to use this kind of services. So I, I'm not, I, I don't think they are doing a lot to, to make Redis more popular. 
what I think these services should, uh, these companies should focus on is in providing the uh, more value in these solutions. More value is backups to make sure that these uh, instances are easy to scale, to make sure that upgrades are very simple to perform and without uh, downtime from the point of view of users. There are clearly clear ways to do this. For instance, if you have a spare box, a fresh box you can use, and you want to upgrade Redis, you start a new instance with the new release, and then you start the uh, replication process. Uh, and so you switch in a instantly the IP address to the new box, the one that was a slave, and you issue a command to the slave to turn it into master. So you upgraded your Redis instance without uh, any uh, service uh, interruption. I think the value is in this kind of services. So you can say as a user, okay, I will get this uh, hosted Redis solution because I will stop to, to think about it. If I want a bigger instance, I will just pay more and they will do the upgrade needed to do this without any kind of interruption of my services. I, I'm sure they will make the backups. I'm sure they will be able to rotate my up and only file if I use this kind of persistence model without problems in the cron service, without problem in the additional memory used by the background process and so forth. But my impression is that the current solutions in the market are not providing all this interesting added value. What's the largest Redis installation that you've come across as far as memory and other resources? Uh, well, I'm not sure, but one of the biggest I remember I saw currently was in uh, Blizzard. Uh, Blizzard, the, 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 the guys from uh, World of Warcraft, uh, are using Redis to power the front end uh, of the web interface, the mo mobile interface of the game, uh, where there are the avatars, and you can check your your avatar, and uh, it's used to to power this part of site and to to create the uh, 3D renders that there are in this page, and they are using uh, just for this uh, eight nodes of Redis. Uh, with, uh, if I remember cor correctly, uh, 16 uh, gigabytes of RAM for, uh, uh, for instance. I think there is also an advertising company, I'm, I'm not remembering very well what the name is, that is using a much larger installation of Redis with uh, uh, 64 uh, gigabyte insta instances of Redis and uh, 10 nodes of, uh, of Redis. So uh, I think that currently the biggest uh, installations uh, I can report uh, are about um, uh, real servers uh, and uh, with 10 hosts in the in the range of 10 hosts with with many gigabytes of RAM for every host. Also, there is a, um, 
uh, dig and stack, over, stack overflow that are using Redis. Uh, and I think this may be pretty large uh, installs, but I'm not sure exactly how much uh, Redis servers and how much memory is used for, for this kind of installations. Got a question from Twitter. Justin Campbell wants to know if VMware plans to include Redis in a future product release. Well, I think that uh, there is the idea to use Redis to provide services inside VMware, some kind of services. Uh, so I, I really hope we will see uh, soon something interesting about Redis and VMware. But uh, for sure, there is a lot of interest uh, inside VMware about Redis, and there are people working to solutions that will uh, will do will use Redis uh, uh, both internally uh, and uh, as exposed service. So you're in Italy, and for those yes. that think that you, you have to be in San Francisco or somewhere uh, you know, with a larger tech scene to, to create a popular uh, open source project, how did you go about spreading the word about Redis? I think that uh, it was uh, very, very strange. The curve of popularity of Redis, it, it was something I learned about uh, from because when I released the first version of Redis, it was very, very simple. A few lines of code demonstrating the first uh, ideas. There was get, set, and a few operations about lists. I, I, I had this prototype. This prototype was already working uh, inside my, my, my production system. And I uh, put a homepage for it and uh, showed it, it uh, posted it in the Hacker News. When I posted it in, in Hacker News, there was a very good response from people, and uh, especially uh, Ezra Zygmuntovich, uh, that is now working from, uh, for VMware as well. Uh, well, I think Ezra did a really huge difference uh, in the popularity of Redis in the first months of the life of Redis. Because, uh, after all, you can't expect all the people out here to be so brave to use a, a new solution uh, without any kind of guru that is somewhat... Uh, uh, popularizing this solution. And then there was GitHub. GitHub start, started to use Redis in, a, in, a, in interesting ways and to make users aware of this kind of, uh, of users. I think you really need, uh, in, in your in initial uh, user base, a few brave users. But users are not brave just because they are hazardous with their production systems. The reason is, I think, that when uh, an hacker is very good, it starts to be confident that he can pick the good solutions for, for uh, modeling uh, his problems. Then when you started to have a few interesting uh, users in your user base, they will start to be like uh, a green light for all the other users. But... So Redis started to get adoption every every day, more and more and more. 
for the f- first uh, two on, or three months. Then there was a stop in the adoption rate of Redis. Okay, there, there was a few users, users using it, a few new users, but I clearly was uh, saying that there was a stop in the adoption rate of new users. So what I did was uh, to reconsider it. I, I started to think, so maybe this is, after all, not, not really interesting for most users. Uh, but then I, I realized that, that actually I had the, I really trusted the project and uh, continued the, the development, even if it was completely a free effort at the time. And uh, it was a lot of work. It started to be uh, almost a full-time job uh, after a few months. And uh, I, I, I pushed more and more features, more work, created a better implementation, uh, and so forth. And uh, users started to uh, actually acknowledge all this work and started to adopt it more and more. So I think there are like two different stages. One stage is the wow stage, when you put this project in the Anchor News front page and people say, oh, but this is cool, uh, I, can, uh, I, I could have uses for this project and so forth. Then the, the hype will stop for a bit. Then you need to, to carry this, uh, envir- this small child into something more big. More supported, more uh, with more uh, more real world usable, and this is the really hard, hard work. And during this this time, you should try to don't give uh, give up. You should, you should try to uh, put more and more value to your project, and eventually users will uh, will recognize uh, that uh, this work and will start to trust this solution more and more. When you're not busy hacking on Redis, what tools in the open source world do you want to play with? I like a lot of programming languages. This was one of, of my uh, most uh, my, my biggest biggest interest before Redis was for sure programming languages. So what I like is to download. Uh, some new language and to, to try what is different from all the other languages I know, what of these ideas I can somewhat use in my code written for languages, not uh, ex- explicitly supporting these new ideas, but many times you can, uh, can adapt this concept uh, even if your language is not uh, completely intended for, for these kind of things. So I really enjoy... In, in general, programming languages. Well, thanks for taking the time. I know it's uh, in the evening over in Italy, and uh, surely appreciate finally getting to catch up with you. And this is one of those episodes that uh, is going to be difficult to sit on for a week before we publish. But uh, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Change Log. This episode is sponsored by LessConf. LessConf is a conference for people who do amazing things, and that means you. Take advantage of early bird pricing right now till February 14th. Head to lessconf.com to learn more and register. Thanks for listening.